If not you, then never novel audiobook. Chapter 1 to Chapter 6 At the hospital, a young woman with exquisite features sat there without any expression, and her fetching eyes lacked for nothing except soulfulness. She possessed a certain melancholic disposition that was at odds with her youthful appearance. The intensive care unit across from where she was seated was equally inert. Save for the pings on the heart monitor between protracted intervals interspersed with the artificially induced drawl in and out of her father's lungs. At an age where one ought to be recklessly carefree, the only thing she could offer the world was her weariness. The words of her stepmother reverberated inside her head. You will only be helping to bear a child, Eleanor. With that four million fee, we could send your father in for surgery. We can save his life. I am sure you couldn't bear to watch your father die, could you? Two weeks prior, her father was involved in a traffic accident. He currently lay comatose inside the emergency room, and there was a possibility that he might never come to. With all the projects at their company being put on hold indefinitely, the household reserves were nearly spent. Her stepmother, Scarlett, had supposedly searched long and hard before she managed to link her up with this wealthy benefactor. So long as she, Eleanor Shelby, agreed to bear that man a child, her family could be saved. The young woman had been amendable previously as she had assumed that her role in this was to be a surrogate. The day after she put pen to paper, a few men in formal wear straight up had her admitted to undergo an extensive series of tests, after which, they had all her dietary needs and essentials catered for. That was when she came to the realization that these men were preparing her for pregnancy. And to this end, she was to copulate with the client himself. To think she had been kept in the dark about the nature of this insidious arrangement throughout. Her stepmother chided the young woman after she had finally gotten sick of her dithering. Dante forget that you are obliged to follow through on this. Eleanor, the penalty for contravening the terms of the contract goes into the billions. With our family business already as deep in debt, I cannot afford for this deal to fall through. I will not allow it. As Eleanor sat slumped and listless on the couch. She heard the crisp clacking of leather heels echo from the other end of the corridor. At that moment, a man in a pair of gold-rimmed spectacles approached. His face remained impassive even as he stopped before them. Have you come to a decision? Scarlett put on her most ingratiating demeanor as she tugged at her stepdaughter's arm. Yes, yes, we've talked this through, and we are all set. About that four million, when would we be able to receive it? The man, Henry, calmly adjusted the glasses sitting on the bridge of his nose. The agreed sum would be transferred in full as soon as we are able to confirm that Miss Shelby is expecting. As he spoke, his attention turned to Eleanor. Someone will pick you up at ten tonight. I am sure you know what to do. Eleanor merely clasped her own fingers. In response... Her stepmother stealthily wrenched her arm before she saw off the client as bespectacled assistant with an ostentatious smile. It took a while before Eleanor raised her puffy eyes. Were you already aware of the specifics of the agreement? Have you been keeping them from me all this time? I, I, Scarlet was tongue-tied. It was as though she had the rug pulled from beneath her feet. 
The older woman then stamped her foot down in retort. Do you think I enjoy this? Can't you see that this is all for your father's sake? Do you think we're able to do anything without money? Besides, your father has always given you the best of everything. So, surely, for you to make a little concession in return at this moment isn't too much to ask. Transfixed within the girl's death stare, the stepmother was guilt-tripped into silence. At ten sharp, a black sedan weaved through the dusky road to deliver Eleanor to the mountainside manor as promised. The atmospheric and tranquil environment around the house only served to accentuate the extravagance of its interiors. On arrival, the young woman was promptly ushered into a room. Servants fussed over her as they invited her to soak in the bathwater prepared. They then assisted her into a nightgown before leading her to the bed. Nary a crease was discernible upon the sheets as Eleanor lay in the darkness with only her own breath and the rhythmic thumping against her chest for company. Click. Her heart stopped when she heard the door. With her lids clamped down tight, she dreaded for what was to come next. She had not the slightest inkling of how old the man was, what he looked like, and whether he was married. Heck, she was not even certain if he was potent. After all, it was a somewhat reasonable concern otherwise, why would he need her to bear him a child? As time ticked by, his pending footsteps only served to compound her restlessness as they neared. Following that, she felt the warmth of the sheet's retreat. In its place crept a seeking hand that prowled its way up and chilled her skin to the bone. Ah, Eleanor yelped shrilly. At this very moment, she felt her body ravished by a pair of despoiling eyes that threatened to violate her very being. The irrepressible aura of a natural aristocrat filled the air and descended over her. Are you afraid? The voice of her to-be partner was husky and deep. She tried to rein in her runaway heartbeat as her own thoughts went amuck and left her short of breath. The impetus towards acquiring the four million her father desperately needed prompted Eleanor as lips to shakily enunciate. I, I am a little scared, but I can do this. When these words left her lips, another part of her wanted to skewer her own tongue. For one who had never even dated. She struggled just to wrap her head around the fact that she was about to engage in carnal relations and conceive children with someone whom she had never even met. We can leave the light on. Perhaps that might help. The man seemed accommodating enough as he groped through the shadows for the switch on the wall. But he was stopped. No, don't. It was almost like she was begging to nullify at least one of her senses as she had not the strength to face head-on the events that were to unfold. The man paused before he withdrew his hand. Just as her guard was lowered, she felt her wrists being seized upon, and her mind blanked out instantly. It was as if her nervous system had gone into overdrive. Her survival instincts then took over as she tried to twist herself free. It was not even remotely a contest as the male's strength far surpassed that of hers. Please, no, the diminutive girl struggled in vain against these tendrils of terror. Yet, her futile attempt at resistance accomplished nothing more than to rouse the man's sire. Suddenly, his advance halted. Are you, not willing? The man's inflection dropped a few notches. Do you regret agreeing to this? This question was met by silence. 
and then the temperature dropped a few notches. Do you not understand the purpose of your being here? He then narrowed his eyes. If it is not something you want, I want to force you. You could leave now. Leave? Is he letting me go? As soon as she came to her senses, her stepmother s words revisited. I am sure you couldn't bear to watch your father die, could you? No, I want to leave. She simply could not. As she said that, she held his hand tightly while her whole being trembled involuntarily. When he stilled himself, his tone grew colder. Shall I show you how? Eleanor bit her lip as she shook her head. He then resumed from where he left off. Slowly, his fingers traced their way down her torso while hers tensed around the sheets. Sir, it s my first. So, could you be gentle with me? The young one implored reticently. That sparked a chuckle from the man. Now that he had smelled the fear of his prey, he meant to crush her will. The girl's face ran red to the ears. Never before had her veins experienced such shame. Perhaps, it was her fate to be made a woman this day. At ten sharp, a black sedan weaved through the dusky road to deliver Eleanor to the mountainside manor as promised. The atmospheric and tranquil environment around the house only served to accentuate the extravagance of its interiors. On arrival, the young woman was promptly ushered into a room. Servants fussed over her as they invited her to soak in the bathwater prepared. They then assisted her into a nightgown before leading her to the bed. Nary a crease was discernible upon the sheets as Eleanor lay in the darkness with only her own breath and the rhythmic thumping against her chest for company. Click. Her heart stopped when she heard the door. With her lids clamped down tight, she dreaded for what was to come next. She had not the slightest inkling of how old the man was, what he looked like, and whether he was married. Heck. She was not even certain if he was potent. After all, it was a somewhat reasonable concern otherwise, why would he need her to bear him a child? As time ticked by, his pending footsteps only served to compound her restlessness as they neared. Following that, she felt the warmth of the sheet's retreat. In its place crept a seeking hand that prowled its way up and chilled her skin to the bone. Ah, Eleanor yelped shrilly. At this very moment, she felt her body ravished by a pair of despoiling eyes that threatened to violate her very being. The irrepressible aura of a natural aristocrat filled the air and descended over her. Are you afraid? The voice of her to-be partner was husky and deep. She tried to rein in her runaway heartbeat as her own thoughts went amuck and left her short of breath. The impetus towards acquiring the four million her father desperately needed prompted Eleanor as lips to shakily enunciate. I, I am a little scared, but I can do this. When these words left her lips, another part of her wanted to skewer her own tongue. For one who had never even dated, she struggled just to wrap her head around the fact that she was about to engage in carnal relations and conceive children with someone whom she had never even met. We can leave the light on. Perhaps that might help. The man seemed accommodating enough as he groped through the shadows for the switch on the wall. But he was stopped. No, don't. It was almost like she was begging to nullify at least one of her senses. As she had not the strength to face head on the events that were to unfold.
The man paused before he withdrew his hand. Just as her guard was lowered, she felt her wrists being seized upon, and her mind blanked out instantly. It was as if her nervous system had gone into overdrive. Her survival instincts then took over as she tried to twist herself free. It was not even remotely a contest as the male's strength far surpassed that of hers. Please? No. The diminutive girl struggled in vain against these tendrils of terror. Yet, her futile attempt at resistance accomplished nothing more than to rouse the man's sire. Suddenly, his advance halted. Are you not willing? The man's inflection dropped a few notches. Do you regret agreeing to this? This question was met by silence. And then the temperature dropped a few notches. Do you not understand the purpose of your being here? He then narrowed his eyes. If it is not something you want, I want to force you. You could leave now. Leave? Is he letting me go? As soon as she came to her senses, her stepmother S words revisited. I am sure you couldn't bear to watch your father die, could you? No, I want to leave. She simply could not. As she said that, she held his hand tightly while her whole being trembled involuntarily. When he stilled himself, his tone grew colder. Shall I show you how? Eleanor bit her lip as she shook her head. He then resumed from where he left off. Slowly. His fingers traced their way down her torso while hers tensed around the sheets. Sir, it is my first. So, could you be gentle with me? The young one implored reticently. That sparked a chuckle from the man. Now that he had smelled the fear of his prey, he meant to crush her will. The girl's face ran red to the ears. Never before had her veins experienced such shame. Perhaps. It was her fate to be made a woman this day. Before she even realized it, her consciousness quickly deserted her. Eleanor had no inkling when she passed out as she straddled innervation and wakefulness. When she fully came to, she felt the warm glow of the sun interplay with the cool dampness of the air from the open windows as they caressed upon her skin. The length of satin bound over her eyes was heavy with the grimy odor of sweat. As she winced against the ache that permeated every fiber of her body, the sound of splashing water reached her ear. An indeterminate amount of time transpired before the door to the washroom was pushed open. Out stepped Casper Beaumont in a freshly pressed suit, his strides took him to the side of the bed. Amidst the ruffled sheets, a patch of crimson stood out like a sore thumb. The man allowed his eyes to linger upon it before he rescinded his gaze. He then turned and departed without sentimentality. The woman allowed the door to close remorselessly on her before she battled her overwrought body into a sitting position. Tears streamed down her face unconsciously the moment the man left. Pulling the comforter around her closely, she bit her lip as the saltiness of her tears filled her senses. For her father to live, it was necessary for her to give herself to a stranger. Inexplicable sadness overwhelmed her the more she thought about it. She sat there, all alone, crying in the room, until she finally managed to calm down. Taking her time to dry her face, she then reassured herself, this too shall pass. Seven weeks later, the results came back positive she was pregnant. Meanwhile, 
Eleanor as fondness for what resided inside of her burgeoned alongside the size of her belly. Consanguinity was to dictate the strength of this bond, and the results of the monthly checkups continued to be encouraging. Congratulations, you ray expecting twins, the doctor told her. Anytime within the next month, she would be able to deliver a pair of healthy babies. But when that time came, they were to be taken from her. It was during this time that she received a call from the hospital. Hi, may I know if this is Miss Eleanor Shelby? Could I confirm if Mr. Bo Shelby is your father? She was initially stunned when the call came in, but she managed to recover just as quickly. Yes, he is. May I know what this is about? Has my father regained consciousness? No, the nurse on the other end sounded tentative and apologetic. We are very sorry, Miss Shelby, as we were unable to treat him in time. Your father didn't make it. Unable to treat him in time. The young woman's eyes were forced wide. How is that possible? The fee of four million handed over to Scarlet was more than sufficient to cover her father's medical expenses. Thus, she was baffled as to how there could be a delay in his treatment. Did you not know, Miss Shelby? The nurse was equally surprised. The payment for Mr. Shelby's medical bills had not been paid on time for the past two weeks. Also, we tried calling Miss Van Rossum but weren't able to reach her. The young nurse might have felt sympathetic on her part. Um, some time ago, I heard that Miss Van Rossum had splurged a couple of million to link her daughter up with an entertainment company. As you may understand. There are daily fees chargeable for the use of the equipment in the emergency room. We weren't able to get through to Miss Van Rossum, and it really took a lot for us to be able to find a way to contact you. We are really sorry, Miss Shelby. We have already done what we could. Barely making out what the nurse was saying, Eleanor's vision blurred. She stumbled as she nearly tottered over. No, it can't be. It can't. It all started when her own mother died when she was eight. Within a few years, her father Ray married Scarlett and brought her home. Her stepmother had a daughter of her own, Suji, who was a year younger than Eleanor. In all these years, her father had treated Suji as though she was his own. Never would Eleanor expect that Scarlett and her daughter would abscond with the money her father desperately needed to stay alive. In retrospect, she noted that her stepmother had not called her at all over this same period. During their last conversation when she asked after her father, that woman had even assured her that he was doing well. Who was to say for certain the money had not already been spent towards sending Suji into the entertainment industry then? How can she be so callous? Eleanor was incensed as she strode towards the exit of the villa. Where are you going, Miss Shelby? Miss Shelby, sir has instructed that you are not to go out on your own. The servants dropped whatever they were doing as they variously went forward to stop her. Nonetheless, she ignored them all and quickly made her way to the gate. That was when she saw a car roll to a stop just outside. When the door swung open, an assumptive-looking woman stepped out. She was decked out in designer wear from tip to toe. When that woman spotted the expectant mother, her red painted lips pursed as her face raised in rage.
Her eyes then burned at the latter as baby bump. Sensing her counterpart as hostility, Eleanor's maternal instincts led her to lift a hand protectively over her own abdomen. Who are you? Smack. A resounding backhand cut her speech short. Raising her chin sharply, the woman snarled menacingly. It is not your place to question who I am. USL asterisk T. This B asterisk TCH would not be anywhere near Casper had I been able to conceive myself. Kindly step out of the way, miss. Preoccupied with the plight of her father, Eleanor was in no mood to wrangle with this woman. When the latter refused to budge, she got too hasty in trying to push her way past. That unexpectedly riled up the other party. You dare lay your hands on me. Those around reacted in horror as they rushed forth to try and pull Eleanor back. The expectant woman then felt her feet caught air before she tumbled to the ground. A shockwave of pain reverberated from the point of impact into her belly. From there, she saw only darkness. And then, she heard some screaming. Following that, a flurry of activity whizzed around her as she drifted in and out of consciousness. She was not even aware of who had carried her into the back of a car. All she could manage at that moment was a groan as she felt a sense of foreboding. The overwhelming pangs of pain prevented her from seeing anything with clarity. At that moment, all she could register was the occasional glare of the lights sweeping overhead off the ceiling. Promptly sent into the operation theater, she picked up on the muddied inflection of the doctor barking for the nurse to administer the anesthetic. Soon after that, her consciousness departed as her vision faded to black. Outside, the servants from the villa trembled as they stood by lined up along the corridor. Sir has reminded us of time and again that we have to keep an eye on her. I can't believe that an accident like that happened. The lot of them were gripped in the throes of fear when they heard the approach of a sequence of steady footsteps. After a while, a man in a black suit with a sullen face to match came towards them. Upon the conclusion of the meeting with the company as board of directors, he had received the call informing him that Eleanor fell from the steps and was in danger of premature delivery. Tensions rose as the air weighed heavily upon all outside the operation theater. As Casper narrowed his eyes, any would be able to recognize his fury. Everyone had their heads lowered in silence. Are you going to tell me what's going on? He asked. Sir, Miss, Shelby, fell accidentally. The one who pushed Eleanor over was Lily Summers, the darling of Joseph, master of the house of Beaumont. Thus, no one dared to point a finger at Lily as they dared not get on her wrong side. All they could do was to try and pass it off as an accident. Hearing that, Casper's furrowed brows deepened, but he had nothing further to add. Moments later, the signal lights outside the surgery room were turned off. Then the doors opened to the wailing of an infant emanating from the inside. A nurse swiftly came forth with a bawling baby cradled inside her arms. Miss, Shelby has successfully delivered a healthy boy. Mr. Beaumont, however, as he was born premature, we will need to have him transferred to the neonatal intensive care unit immediately. The secretary standing behind Casper asked anxiously, weren't he there supposed to be twins from the previous prenatal appointment? Where is the other child? The nurse shook her head and exhaled. We are sorry, 
as the two of them are both very weak. We have done all we could. The other baby boy wasn't breathing when he arrived. And things don't look so good for this one as well. The mood in the corridor underwent a seismic change instantaneously. The secretary's face turned pallid as he stole a glance at the man standing beside him. Is there nothing that could be done? We could arrange for the best doctors to be sent here. It's too late. The nurse steeled herself as she answered. The child was no longer breathing. Without daring to utter another word, the man received the newborn baby from the nurse and brought it before Casper. Engulfed within the swaddle was the most bitty little thing. As a result of being born before his time, his skin was wrinkled and flushed throughout. Casper experienced an emotional state that was immediately strange and foreign to him as he extended a hand to touch the baby. The child, too, seemed to have felt something as well, as he cried out and grabbed onto his father's hand. The baby boy's hand was so tiny that they could not even wrap themselves around the man's finger. Perhaps it was the effects of fatigue that caused his cries to diminish by each passing second. The newly minted father furrowed upon that. The notion of what parenthood might have felt like had never occurred to him. Until now. From the moment his hand had been touched by the grasp of this fragile life, he was overwhelmed by a surge of indescribable sensations. His face fell when his thoughts wandered to his other son, the stillborn, as his heart was wrecked by anguish. Casper's eyes remained transfixed as he lightly held the hand of this one baby boy who was before him. He then commanded sternly, send this child to the Beaumont's private hospital, assemble the best team, and have them watch over him, day and night. Understood, sir. The secretary then turned to the nurse. We will assume responsibility for all the medical expenses incurred. Please help see to it that the other child's affairs are taken care of. We will, the nurse replied. As Casper was about to leave, he halted when something struck him. He then turned back in the direction of the operating theater. How is that girl doing? Please rest assured that she, too, would be attended to, sir. Casper paused briefly and held his silence before he departed with the ailing child post-haste. Meanwhile, inside the operating theater, Eleanor awoke in a body plagued by the throbbing of convulsions. As she turned towards the icy table next to her, the other child was twitching feebly against the swaddle. Her face crumpled as she pleaded with as much strength as she could muster. Help! Someone! Would anybody please come and save my child? The head of the nurse, who was busy tidying, perked up. The color fell from her face when she looked over. She then swept up the baby boy and made straight for the attending doctor. Doctor. Dr. Ross. The baby is still breathing. With that, the medical crew immediately got to work rendering aid to the brave little boy who had clawed his way back from the brink of death. Fast forward seven years, Eleanor compulsively thumbed at the key card in her hand as she walked through the entrance to the luxurious hotel. When she came to the presidential suite indicated by the number on the piece of hard plastic she had, she was astounded by the magnificence that greeted her within. As she stood in awe admiring its splendid interiors, her cell phone chimed, a message had just come in. Where are you? We're almost here. Get ready quickly. 
The client's name was Anna Green. In the evening, the hotel would be hosting a corporate event where the president of Beaumont International, Casper, would be in attendance. Anna got Eleanor in for the express purpose of covertly capturing suggestive shots of the president with herself. For that, the reward for the job was the 200,000 payout. Eleanor was initially unwilling to take on this commission as the target was a Beaumont from H City. Beaumont International was one of the world as leading conglomerates whose massive business empire spanned the globe. And Casper was this empire as supreme leader. Hence, nothing good could come from crossing a man who wielded such immense wealth and power. But as far as Eleanor was concerned, the reward was too lucrative and too important to turn down. When her thoughts shifted onto that jaundiced little face, she tightened her fists. For his sake, she had to get this done, one way or another. Right then, a series of pending footsteps emanated from the other side of the door. The young woman quickly banished her own wayward thoughts. With the camera firmly in hand, she darted into the wardrobe. The electronic lock beeped almost at the exact instant she got herself behind the safety of cover. Someone was coming. Are you all right, Mr. Beaumont? You might have had too much to drink. Here, let me get you over there to rest. Eleanor cautiously and steadily backed off from the door and slightly furthered into the wardrobe. She could vaguely make out the movements of two silhouettes through the gaps between the slats. The man being helped along was wearing a well-pressed suit. His chiseled face was strained, and he looked to be in some measure of discomfort. Meanwhile, the woman beside him donned a classy and sensuous number. She labored to support the man as they made their way across to a spot close to the stakeout point. From where Eleanor stood, she had a good visual of the man's profile, irradiated by the warm view of the ambient lighting. His fine features were brought to prominence. Its proportions and contours were simply the work of perfection. As a matter of fact, he was so perfect that he looked like a sculpture. Could this be the legendary president of Beaumont International, Casper Beaumont himself? What a beautiful man. I think he might put some of the leading men within the entertainment scene to shame. At the same time, Eleanor had also recognized the woman beside him to be Anna. After dropping Casper off at the bed, Anna loosened the straps around her shoulders. She arched her back as she edged closer to him until her claret lips were within a hair's breadth from his. She then tossed her lengthy curls. The scent from the fragrance carried through the air by her movements was piquant and inviting. You really had a drop too much, Mr. Beaumont. What say you if I helped you out of those clothes so that you may be more comfortable? Anna then extended her fingers towards the man's collar. The man who lay on the bed did indeed appear quite inebriated. His breathing was short and quick. But when the woman's hand was almost upon him, he seized her strongly by the wrists. It caught Anna so off guard that she squealed in shock. Ah, are you awake, Mr. Beaumont? I was only trying to help loosen your clothes. You don't have to look at me this way, as after tonight, I'll be all yours. Casper rolled to his side and propped himself up, though his eyebrows were tightly knitted. His expression was cool, calm, and collected. Who are you? I, 
The embarrassment on the woman's face quickly morphed into an expression of aggrievement. Don't you remember? It's me. Anna. I think you are really drunk. Mr. Beaumont. So I didn't feel good leaving you all alone. That was why I came along. Won't you let me stay and keep you company? As she spoke, she inched her body closer to his with deliberate intent. Eleanor saw this as her window of opportunity. She lifted her lenses and widened the doors to the wardrobe before she fired away. Click. A crisp, mechanical sound rang out. It was only then she realized that in her eagerness, she had forgotten to silence her shutter. The man on the bed immediately shot up. Eleanor froze as her heart thumped wildly in her chest. Gah! Great! That is just great! Thanks for listening to the Bravanovel audiobook. Welcome to download the Bravanovel app. Read the novel if not you. Then never online and get the latest updates. Please see the video introduction for the novel details page and app download address.